Hello and welcome to the Essential B2B podcast. I am your host, Brand Awareness Manager for Lead Forensics, Joe Ducaro. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Claire Daniels, CEO at Trio Media, the award-winning digital marketing agency, founder and host of the North Star podcast and four-day workweek trial company in the UK. Claire, hello. How are you doing? Hi, Joe. I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. All the better for speaking to you today. So let's get straight into uh, straight into our, our conversation here. So what benefits have you found within the four day working week? The the key thing for me when we went into it was productivity. So how could we potentially be more productive, um, you know, and grow the business revenue and profits whilst not having to increase headcount and other resource at the same cost? Um, I would say we've definitely done that. You know, we've increased our turnover by 42% compared to last year. We've had some record sales months recently um, and we've not had to increase our spending at the same rate. So we've become a lot more productive People are a lot happier. Um, And then also some other benefits just in terms of kind of putting ourselves out there on a global scale. Like we've had phenomenal PR coverage from it by just being one of the pioneering companies to be the first to give it go, which has been great. Um, So, yeah, lots of good benefits and employee well-being, everything like that, um, all bundled into one has has meant it's been quite successful for us. How long have you been running the, the scheme so far, the trial? It's been since the start of June. Since June. Okay. And do you think, had we not had the the pandemic and the introduction of, you know, more flexible working, do you think Trio would have still trialed the four-day working week or or is it very much accelerated by the pandemic? I I think so, because... It it didn't really come hand in hand at all with any other flexible working we've been doing. Um, you know, I became aware of the four day week just through research and finding out that the kind of official trial was going to be starting in the UK and just thought, yeah, that's that's something that we should do as a forward thinking company. Um, you know, I'm, I'm up for giving that a go. So it, it's less to do with any other type of flexibility because it's just, you know, you getting your work done you get paid for five days you get to work for as long as the work gets done and it's pretty much as simple as that <laughs> and how, how have you found sort of just a, a personal thing that occurred to me is has it affected sickness rates at all or has it not quite been long enough for you to be able to judge that we we do get asked that I mean as, as a small company with quite a loyal team I would say I mean I, I can't tell you the last time I've had a sick day in the business anyway, you know, and and actually I think sick leave has been more affected by flexibility in COVID in that now people go, oh, I'll just stay at home today. I'm not feeling great, but can I work from home? So I, I can't remember the last time I've had someone truly off sick, unable to work. Um, but yes, I think the overall research suggests that it does improve sick leave, it increases retention um, recruitment and everything like that um, but luckily some of those challenges we don't have anyway which is quite nice mm. and have there been any drawbacks then has there been any sort of limitations where you go okay actually it was slightly better with a different working model um from time to time there's been days where people have had to work on their day off um, you know it's just how it is with the nature of our work we're in the service industry I mean we stay a five-day week business anyway so people are kind of split in half there's not a day the company shuts down but ultimately if things need to happen um, people will jump on it so p- people have been quite good at doing that so it's just managing workload and expectations with the team to make sure that it works you know I have had to have conversations where I said like if it just doesn't work for some it doesn't work for for any you know so if other people are having to 
overwork to pick up the slack, then, mm. you know, my expectation is for everyone to um, put in the time when need. Um, but other than that, I think the benefits have far outweighed um, any negatives around it. Yeah, it, it certainly seems like it's a, quite a positive movement. So, yeah, I've been quite impressed with them, the things I've heard around it. So, uh, um, <clears throat> so you're the co-host of the North Star podcast. And obviously, as a podcast myself, I wanted to know, what have you learned about people as your tenure from your tenure as a podcast host? Has anything surprised you about people? Any sort of themes that keep coming up? Anything like that? It's it's a really interesting question. I mean, we've only done a few interviews, actually. A lot of it has just been between myself and my co-host, Pete, um, us kind of having conversations about our life. Like the North Star podcast was very much about um, purpose, finding your purpose, um, talking about careers, life challenges and stuff like that. Um, I'd say the most I've learned has been the feedback we've got from it of people saying how great it is and how unusual it is to hear people tell their true stories and to be realistic about the hard times because Mm. I I think that's the thing these days with more podcasts and you know LinkedIn influencers it's it's all now about painting the perfect picture of life and you know everyone can be self-made millionaires entrepreneurs and I think there's a lot of expectation now in the younger generation of it should be pretty easy to make a lot of money and to be successful very quickly but actually that's not the case and it's certainly not what was the case for me or for my my co-host Pete um you know so we we talk about that and actually what it takes to get to where you are Something that I find doing these podcasts is that once I come off the conversation, uh, because obviously you were talking about, you know, well-being and all that sort of thing. Once I've had the chat and we've just had the conversation, I always feel like my sort of brain fog has cleared a little bit. Do you find the same? Or is yes. it not quite? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's like a therapy session when you just sit down because it's so rare to just sit and talk out your experiences with people. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, Pete and I, we would sometimes sit and record three episodes in a row and just sit for an afternoon and do it. And afterwards we're like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> like kind of equally equal levels exhausted, but also exhilarated and so motivated because you just feel so much better for having spoken about things. So yeah, totally agree with you there. What uh, what sort of problems have you been working through recently in your work? Oh, good question. Um, I would say the uh, problem, it's, it's not a problem, but more a challenge is just um, expectations of clients. Um, you know, be, like I said, we're in the service industry, so we're a complete, integrated digital marketing agency we design and build websites we do seo ppc social media content creation um and you know the landscape has moved on so much over the past couple of years yet perceptions and budgets and stuff like that haven't necessarily moved on at the same rate so people are wanting to spend the same as what they spent three years ago but actually the demand and the costs of everything have increased. So that's that's kind of a, an ongoing challenge is just resetting expectations. I mean, for us, we're very much focused around results. So we'll say to people, well, give us the opportunity to show you some results and then we can have a, a conversation about you investing more. And that strategy works quite well for us because we know 
we we can demonstrate those results for people mm. um and in terms of any other problems i i guess again i mean don't i don't like the word problem but um another challenge <laughs> but one that we're up for but it is being in our industry in digital marketing it's it's staying ahead of everything i mean it's something we do well but it's something we have to continuously work at you know i i previously worked client side for a number of years and you don't stay on top of the evolving landscape quite at the same rate as you expect agencies to and it's and it's quite interesting how we're seeing more and more in briefs that we're getting now part of the expectation is we need an agency who will keep us up to date on the changing mm-hmm. landscape because in every area from search to social to web everything has completely changed from where it was two years ago you know mm. and, and if if we just kept doing what we were doing two three years ago we wouldn't be in business today so you have to be constantly learning and evolving to stay ahead and, and applying sort of the the adaptations i guess yeah no it's it's a tough one isn't it because it, it like as you say it changes so frequently it's virtually every day it feels like there's some sort of change what's your biggest achievement claire I'd say my biggest achievement is taking on Trio. It's it's a bit of a funny story because obviously as a business owner, people assume in a lot of cases that you founded the business. And actually in my case, that wasn't what happened. Um, so the business was originally founded by the people who, um, due to a series of events, I came and was helping them out um, and then saw the direction I could take the business in. And it wasn't really aligned to where they were going. And so I I bought them out. So that was a huge achievement, kind of achieving what I could in my personal life to be in a position to finance it. So it's completely self-financed and didn't have any third parties involved. Um, So self-financing the buyout and then kind of overnight becoming the owner of the business and having to learn everything about how how to run a business and doing that. And in turn, although this becomes loads more than just one greatest achievement, but, you know, year on year, on average, our year on year growth over the past three years that I've um, owned Trio has been around 41 percent improvement each year. So, yeah, just just the whole packaging one of of Trio is is my greatest achievement, really. (laughs) How does that feel then? Day one, you start work on it. What's that feel like? Do you know what? You just take it in your stride. I mean, I'd, I had been working within the business doing some consultancy and then you, you just have to keep learning as you go every day. Be prepared for a new challenge and, you know, be prepared to know nothing and to have to go find the answer. And it's very interesting being in that position where in your mind you're thinking, I need to go find out all the answers to this but you have a team who expect you to have the answer to everything <laughs> um, so you know it's it's interesting but I wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> that's fantastic that's brilliant answer um who else are you inspired by who inspires you people around me inspire me the most you know like my my dad has been a big inspiration for me kind of realizing you can get what you want if you work hard for it that was always a big motivator for me growing up realizing okay I need to go get a job in the business world and work really hard if I want to be successful that was kind of what what I saw growing up Um, and then along the way people that I've worked with and people have inspired me in 
positive and negative ways. You know, I had someone who inspired me, but almost be like, I'm never going to be like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you have those people along the way and, and they're just as much part of your journey. And I think contribute to who you become by seeing the way other people do things and that like, I'm, I'm not going to be like that. So, um, you know, everyone that I've worked with along the way has like inspired some part of my journey. Um, I don't tend to look up too much to kind of figures of interest or, or anything like that, because I prefer real people and real stories and, and mm. how people get there. It's, I suppose, yeah, it's, it's very easy if you start comparing yourself like that it's very easy to suddenly be down a rabbit hole of, oh, am I doing everything right? And I, I completely agree about you said about, you know, people with negative relationships or negative figures, if you like, it can have a positive thing, like you say, of, well, I know exactly how not to act around this and how to yeah. go about these sorts of things. I think you're absolutely spot on. Yeah, like I pride myself on being a very good leader of people. And I would say that me getting to that place has been more through bad leadership you know people leading me badly than people leaving leading me well um mm. you know to get me to being the leader that I wanted to be so yeah there's you can still take inspiration and, and you know it's uh, this is what I try tell people sometimes um you know especially I think the younger generation coming into the world of work have got a much harder battle because they do do that comparison and they're seeing all these like I said earlier, you know, like self-made entrepreneurs, millionaires make everything look really easy. Like it just happened overnight and everyone can do the same. Whereas actually they're one in a million that that happens to. And the rest of us, you know, have to work really hard and, you know, have grit and determination to get there. And I do try to say to people like everything, this, whatever you're going through now, this will shape who you become. Mm. Like it's all something and experience you can take from it and learn from. So, yeah, I think it's really important to look at it that way. Don't get me wrong. When I was 21, 22, did I know that it was, <laughs> you know, yeah. going to shape who I, who I was? No, but, um, you know, as you get older, you realise. And, and I think one of the best um, characteristics to possess and something that's come to me as you I've, as I've got older is self-awareness you know mm. being able to be aware of what you've had what you don't you know what you haven't had where you came from what you're doing what you're good at what you're not good at um and yeah I think that is sometimes something that maybe is a struggle when you're a bit younger but it, it's absolutely that responsibility is a key characteristic for a for a great leader so yeah, no, I, I think yeah. you're absolutely right on that. I think had I known, you know, there was a, I, I had listened to the radio a little while ago. Tom Hanks was on, and he was saying, "Oh, you know, I sort of live my life by this this sort of mantra: this too shall pass." Mm. Like, you're having a bad day, this too shall pass. You're having a great day, this too shall pass, and just knowing that, you know, yeah, it's well, not my all... my favorite saying, and my team all know that I love a quote. Um, so I kind of play into it and, you know, if we're going to meetings, I might have a, a quote uh, for them. But my favourite saying, kind of unrelated to business, but is so far you've survived 100% of your worst days. So you're doing great. And, you know, like when you've been through real hard times and you know that you're still here and you're still surviving and thriving, you start to realise that, it, you know, it's it's never that bad and, and it will pass. Mm. I like that actually. That's very. I'm, I'm familiar with that. I can't remember where it, it actually came from, but no, yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah. So you, you mentioned um, 
motivation within your, your previous answer. What really motivates you, Claire, to get out of bed, you know, start the day, start the week? What gets you motivated? I would say it could be summarised as success. Um, you know, that is really what motivates me. I, I want to be successful. Um, I feel I, I am, I've achieved some success, uh, but there's still more to go. Um, and for me, there's a few things that play into that. So one thing that's really important to me is developing people. Like That's one of my big passions and being able to have a team and progress them and see their careers develop and to be someone that they need and a positive influence on their life that really motivates me um you know it's funny because last week we had our team meeting and we read out shout outs that everyone's given to each other and I was almost crying <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I, I think I saw you post so, it yeah I'm just so proud um you know like that to me really really moves me um so that um along with just kind of seeing results seeing something happen and mm. like creatively come into um you know from conception to um, an idea to then a, an actual campaign or whatever it may be um so yeah ju- and I think that's the world of marketing really that's why marketing always motivated me because the idea that you can be creative but then you can bring something to life so that that motivates me um along with money you know and I think not enough people say that but ultimately of course yeah that is a motivator in my life it's what gets me out of bed to keep thinking right (laughs) I'm working towards this uh, end game that I have in mind so yeah I do. You know what? I really, really appreciate that answer because you're absolutely right. I, do, you know, there's not enough people to say. Do you know what? Actually, financial success is what I really enjoy. Yeah. So, absolutely, yeah. So then, so we've discussed sort of the, the start. You did the start. You will get you out of it. How do you then decompress from work? And do you have a good sort of divide between your personal life, your work life, or do they sort of more merge into one? Or they definitely merge, but I'm okay with that. I think that's going to happen as a business owner. Um, it's funny because a week or so ago, I went on a mental health first aid course. So just something that I thought I should do to further support my team. Um, and there was this piece where we had to write all of our own stresses inside this triangle. And I was like, okay. Um, you know, and you realize <laughs> this, this is really full. Um, and, and I said to someone, I was like, I think I'm just operating at such a peak level of stress constantly. I can't let something go from this because I, I will have mm. a meltdown. So I, I don't know. Like, I think because I have been through hard times, you know, like my, my brother passed away, which is what left me quit my high flying marketing job and led me to consulting at Trio. because I was just kind of picking up some work whilst I was dealing with what I was going through. And it's like, no one's died today. Like, it's fine. I can live with it, you know. And ultimately, I think when people get really stressed by something, if that's the most they have to get stressed about, then they're probably quite all right. So I, I do think I deal with stress generally quite well. Um, you know, I, I said to a member of my team the other day, I was like, to worry is to have time. Like, if you're worrying about something, you've got time because you've got mm. time to sit and worry. I don't have the time to worry, so I'm not worried. So I'm all good. <laughs> you know, like, no, I'm all good. I've got no time for any of that. So I just get on and just just do what needs to be done. You know, mm. ultimately, do I get stressed at times? Yes. But 
is that the best way of dealing with things? No, you know, so I, I try and just handle it the best I can. In terms of decompressing, I mean, I always like to just kind of get out with my husband and dog and go for a walk and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if we're out on a walk, we'll be talking about work the whole time. You know, there, there, there isn't a cutoff. And and I think there's there's a lot of language around like, oh, you know, as a CEO, you work seven days a week, da, da, da. I, I have a weekend, like I do have my weekend. I, I don't really need to work then. I will if I need to, but I don't feel the need to kind of shout about that. It is what it is if something needs to be done. The same as I know that actually people in my team, if they had to do something to do on a weekend, it's not the trait of a CEO. It's just if you're busy, like sometimes mm. you might have to pick that up. But I have a weekend like everyone else. But ultimately, my being, like I am the owner of this company. So it's not something that I can switch on and off. Um, you know, if I go on holiday, my team will say, oh, don't check your emails. You know, don't worry. I'm like, I'm I'm cool with checking my, it's not a stress for me mm. to check my emails on holiday. I'd rather know what's going on. I'd rather be able to send things. I won't deal with stuff unless I really have to. I'll send it on. But I would rather just stay on top of it because this is my life than ignore it for a week and come back and pick it up. Like That's just not how I would do things. So mm. I, I think it is just intrinsically linked. You have to find those moments of living your normal life. Um, but ultimately that that is the life of a business owner and ceo you are always on doesn't mean you always sat at a computer working which i think is the kind of rhetoric around it that that's yeah. that's what people think you're like you're not i'll go home on an evening and i'll have my weekend but yeah it's it, i don't switch off from it but i'm fine with that as well you know I'm, I'm not trying to glorify the always on or overworking mentality but it also is just part of the position I'm in that you Mm. live with that thinking about it 24 seven you do this something that is uh, I I feel is absolutely coming across just from from this conversation is that your where you mentioned your sort of your self-awareness you do seem to understand the how best to word this you have you seem to have a really good perspective of yes there are going to be stresses but also that's absolutely fine. And that's part and parcel of it. Do you know, do you understand yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying? I feel like, yeah. oh, you know, because my next question was going to be, you actually answered it. I was like, so are you unflappable then? So, but you <laughs> said like, you know, I do get stressed out, but also you seem to understand, you've got a really good clear grasp of like what context that is in within that day, that week, that month, sort of that year, your life almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, was struck by you know uh, how refreshing that is to be to to have that that awareness that like yes this is a problem now but also in a year's time is this really going to be a big you know is it worth getting into a big panic about and and this is something again that I try and help others to see is like it this it's it's not going to last for a lot like you know who's it impacted like with a digital marketing agency we're not brain surgeons and you know I say that to my team and as much as we're managing people's budgets and it's really important and I know how important it is it's not life or death so it is absolutely not worth getting upset about getting stressed out about you know and it, it doesn't help in the moment when there's something going on being stressed, I find, is a burden. It makes you, you know, you don't make decisions as well when you're stressed. Um, you don't, you know, you don't necessarily approach things in the right way. So 
yeah it, it, it helps no one to be to be stressed mm. out so yeah I, I'm not trying to sit here as the queen of like and never getting stressed <laughs> um, because I do. And maybe if my husband listens to this, he'll be like, what <laughs> you come home and I get it all. But um, no, but I, I think given my role, I'm, I try to remain pretty level-headed. So, I mean, personally then, so my, a, a, a big sort of stressor for me, the thing that will set me off into, oh, okay, I've got a, you know, sort some stuff out is time so like time constraints are my biggest a them a big stressor for me they're also quite a good motivator for me so what what are those sort of stressors slash motivators for you then would you say I would say the main thing I've become aware of that stresses me out is when everybody needs me all at once and I have to be something to everyone that's that's when it kind of gets the peak of like this is too much you know because everyone needs me and and that that can transition between professional and personal you know if I've had a day in the office where it's been non-stop having to do things to help other people the whole time without much of a break or like having to then deal with clients and the team and then getting home and my husband needs so even if it's like him needing affection or like whatever it is I'm like it's too much I just can't I need a break so that that for me is is the biggest thing really you know I can deal with clients who are a nightmare and, and stuff like that um you know but yeah I've found that I've noticed that that's when I get the most agitated is when I feel like give me a break you know like I, I need a minute because I I can't I can't help anyone when when I'm like this. But all you will want from me is is help, and you know I, I guess because it's so important to me to be able to help people when I feel like that is being compromised because I can't do a good job. That's when I then get the most agitated. Do you then communicate that quite well then, or is it okay? So I'll I'll walk away, or do you manage to say no? I just need a little breather. Give me ten, and I'll be my team basically know if I've got headphones on. <laughs> so that's that's my uh, non-verbal communication now um of like if I've got headphones on I'm I'm just trying to have some time to get get some work done um interestingly and actually I probably won't remember this perfectly off the top of my head without the the booklet but on the mental health first aid training it it kind of got you to think and reflect on what are the times that stress you out the most how do you act when you're in that time? And then it kind of encourages you to share that with others. So like if you see any of these behaviours, it's probably because I'm feeling X. So making other people around you aware of that, which which I think is really good. You know, my mm. my behaviours definitely are that I might get snappier, but that's it. That's quite rare because I, I try to cut that down. But if I'm snapping, I, I'm probably on the edge. <laughs> and that's when the headphones come out. Yeah. <laughs> what uh what do you love about your industry then Claire and what would you change about it I I love the opportunity to be creative and strategic kind of rolled into one it it always appealed to me working in marketing because I had a creative mind but I knew I wanted to do something quite business related and having the opportunity to bring the two of them together uh, and you know especially in a marketing agency, no two days are the same because you're working on different clients, different opportunities all the time. Um, you know, such a range of industries or disciplines, what it is that they need. So I, I really love that. Um, 
in terms of what I would change, I don't know if there's anything I would change. I, I tend to be really bad at these questions, like what would you do differently? What, you know, what are you regrets? What would you change? I just think it just is what it is. You know, mm. <laughs> I, I don't spend too much time thinking about what it would be like if it was different. Particularly, I guess, with, particularly with, you know, digital marketing, like we said before, it changes so much, you know, it's frequently anyway. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, Claire, this has been a really, really lovely chat. I've really, really enjoyed speaking to you uh, this morning, this afternoon, wherever we are. <laughs> what, um, if people were going to take, if the people listening to this were going to take away one top tip from you this week, what would that be? Good question. I kind of feel like based on the direction our conversation has gone in, it needs to be like, just chill out. <laughs> you know but but ultimately I think like take things in your stride a bit all being in a day's work you know as we mentioned when I was talking about the, the podcast that I do and it's about trying to tell a real story of what it takes to get to where you're going you know it's very easy for me with hindsight to sit and reflect on you know how experiences have shaped me and how I can now respond to them. It doesn't happen overnight if I say, oh, well, this is how you should react to something. And, you know, I said that to someone recently. I was like, if you're upset, that is your real feelings. I can't tell you to feel any different about it. Just because I would have responded differently, it doesn't invalidate the fact that it has upset you. But it's about trying to learn from those experiences. And, And I think if you can take the view of, everything is an opportunity to learn and to improve and better yourself on the back of it um then yeah you're able to see most situations more positively because you always look for something that you can get out of it mm. I feel like that was a really long answer so i'm sorry but hopefully that that still made sense and people will get something from that no, it, that was absolutely perfect thank you so much claire thank you so much for joining me um It's been a really, really wonderful chat. Thank you so much for coming on to the Essential B2B podcast. Thanks for having me.